Hey everyone, this is John. And this is Wadius. And this is Ryan. And this is The Nintendo Show, the best damn Nintendo podcast on the internet. This is going to be the official show for the month of June 2023. So what we usually do on the official show is we talk about the news and new announcements, and we'll talk about some new releases, a bunch of those to go through, and then preview the next month coming up. So we'll look at some games coming out in July. But before we dive right in, you want to time capsule this episode? Oh boy. Yeah. Let's, let's time let's capsule this episode. This is probably uh, a better I, capsule than the one they sent to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> oh, that's not cool. It's like you're reading my notes. So I got I just got three things. I'll burn through them really quick. And um if we want to break if we want to go any further into any of these, then we can if we feel like it. But just sure. to give context of what is happening in the world when we are talking about the, and playing these video games. Uh, number one, our obviously criminal former president was indicted for op- for committing obvious crimes. Yeah. Number two, some Russian mercenaries got sick of how the war was working out, so they marched on Moscow and then turned around a couple days later. And then there was a horrific accident where a tourist capsule went missing underneath uh, the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, while touring or attempting to tour the sunken Titanic. Holy fuck. What a horrific, horrific way to die. Fuck. Yes. That yes. Is, that's, the worst. It is fucking nightmare fuel because I think like we can only presume what happened at this point, but the pressure of the water caused the capsule to crush, to implode on itself. Yeah, I think there there was a, a physicist that did a quick breakdown of what it was like, and it's one of those things where it would be like if you were a quarter mile from when Hiroshima went off. Like, mm. it was just the quickest imaginable death. They probably didn't even have time to process that it happened before they were dead. Mm. Um, like, literally talking small about... small comfort there. A fraction of a second before they were basically just complete they're you know completely destroyed like mm. they there it wouldn't have passed through the neurons into their brain or whatever before they were gone so sure, yeah 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 because yeah they're so, talking about the just extreme amount of pressure that is put on uh put on you when you're that far underwater so i mean yeah this is a, this is hubris this is a an example of uh a very poor decision made by people who think they're invulnerable and if it was just this one billionaire, we'd chuck it up to this one billionaire, just being a moron. Well, that's that's what you get. That's what you do. But he brought four other people along board with him, and yeah, uh, four hundred people who were paying tons and tons of money, yeah, for for tickets to go be tourists and see the this sunken the, this other example of hubris. Um, but yeah, I think like if there's there's a, a moral that we can take away from this horrific accident is like maybe some people have too much money. Yeah. And maybe the millions that they spent making this happen could have been better spent, you know, making a school or some libraries or something. Maybe maybe we have a better invested interest in public good rather than sea tourism. Anyway, I'll step off my socialist soapbox. You guys want to talk about Russian mercenaries or our obviously criminal former president? <laughs> Yeah, I do ah. think. Uh, oh, no, go ahead, go Wes. on. Go, go on, Wes. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. You're good. So, whatever you guys want to say. Uh, I think it's. I, I do think it's funny what's going on in in Russia. How how poorly managed this effort has been. That they can't even keep their mercenaries in line, much less their regular soldiers. You know, and I think that it, it shows uh, just how strapped the, or just how threadbare 
the Russian army is right now that they can't even properly mm. reinforce these guys. So it's good. I mean, anything that, that is the slightest sign of instability in Russia is a good thing, a very, very good thing. Yep, the, the sooner that they collapse in on themselves, the sooner it'll be over and the fewer people will die. Yeah, it was a very quick... Like you could, uh, if if you missed the, if you just skipped a twenty four hours news cycle, this thing was over and done in twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't even, I really don't even know what's going to happen with the. It seems like they're all, you know, they they made peace with whatever's going on. I guess pun intended. I mean, it's weird for warlords to make peace, but it it seems like they basically agreed these guys will now turn around and stop heading to Moscow and go back to the front lines, but. These guys just didn't sign up to be thrown into the meat grinder. They're supposed to be like a, you know, private military group. Their objective is to go win wars, not be fodder for them. Hmm. Well, let's talk about some video games, fellas. Yes. So on the official show, we open up with some uh, new announcements, and there are a bunch of those. A lot of these were also in the Nintendo Direct so we, we can just address them as we go here. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crowns. This one's actually announced. We have a specific release date for this one. It is out January the 18th of 2024, obviously. It's um, an Ubisoft game in the, the long-running Prince of Persia franchise. It's kind of been dormant for a while, though. I think the last Prince of Persia game was like that reboot one. It might have been like 360, maybe like a PS3, like maybe Xbox One, PS4 era, but I don't remember. But the, the the Prince of Persia franchise kind of got usurped by Assassin's Creed, and it kind of took the mantle of that, like the 3D action game that Prince of Persia was uh, becoming, probably starting with uh, Sands of Time um, on the GameCube, actually. We'll get to that one eventually on the retro show. But this one... Uh, the Lost Crowns is actually a 2D side-scrolling. I think it looks really interesting. It's uh, like a very acrobatic-looking 2D platformer. Um, probably leans more on like the action side of platforming rather than just like the running and jumping sort of thing. But I think it's got a, a really nice visual style. They definitely played up a lot of the action set pieces in the trailer. I'm interested to see like how the game like plays. Uh, from moment to moment in the levels rather than like uh, how all the big moments are, are playing out but I understand like they're putting a trailer together they want to put the flashiest stuff in there and you're doing like the, the flashiest possible maneuvers um, but yeah I think uh, this game has a lot of potential did you guys watch the trailer for this one at all? I did not yeah I watched a little of it um, it looks like the guys that made Trine made the SNES Aladdin game uh, yeah, so. it does do, like a, a very detailed visual style for sure. Yeah, I can see uh, I the, the influences whole, are. I think the whole Prince of Persia thing was that you had like a uh, like a rewind time kind of feature. So is it? Yeah, they had a lot of that going on with Prince of Persia. Like either it was either like rewind or freezing time or manipulating it in some way or another. Uh, one of them did. I don't think the original one did. The original was I think it was more like mixed with like platforming. Um, and stuff like that. Um, but, like, one of the Prince Persias did. Yeah, so if they go that route, I'm interested to see what kind of mechanics they would work in. Yeah, this is definitely one to keep on the radar. Mm -hmm. It does look, uh, yeah, it looks very flashy. Uh, Sanic Superstars 
also got announced. Uh, this one was actually in the Direct, but it was announced before the Direct happened. So it was like an early game that they talked about in the Direct, but it was one that had already been revealed. So it kind of took a little bit of the wind out of the sails of that. So, you know, you can play as Sanic and his friends if you feel like it. Any interest in playing a 2D Sanic game? No. Oh, and one this bit. one... Uh, I think we did get a, an official release date for this one. It's out on October the 17th, three days before Mario. So, Some Sonic Collection did come out recently, though. Yeah, yeah, the Sonic Origins one. It was like a, a remake of Sonic Origins. So, lots of uh, Sonic this year for some reason. It seems like they were trying to emphasize that it's not just all Sonic run fast, that they're trying to incorporate other kinds of platforming with the various characters that they have. So, it'll be it'll be interesting i guess i don't know i don't really care i don't really have anything invested in sonic so neither do i probably not a game i'm gonna play uh persona 5 tactica wes you ready to play more persona that actually looks pretty good it does look pretty good it does look pretty good i know it's not your art style that you like yeah that's okay you, you hate those chibi things but i don't that actually looks pretty good i don't hate the chibi things i just like i'm not particularly like uh, I don't think it's a, of a very like attractive visual style, but it's not a deal breaker. Um, and I think they're doing a what looks like they're doing a good job of mixing up persona like battle mechanics with grid based tactics. Hmm. Yeah, it also kind of gets the um, um, God the Mario games, the you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the the rabbits. Yeah, the rabbit games. It, it has a lot of those kind of. The feeling with it, with the way that the the um, the the barriers are set up, so you have like half cover, cover, total cover, and then you move around like you did, where you select your character and you kind of have a grid that you can move around in. Oh, that's interesting. Freely. I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that stuff, yeah. No. And then you like select it. It looks like Mario and Rabbids and Persona just like it, it was just. So yeah, a bit more like, like. A, like more of like a Mario Rabbids or like a uh, or a XCOM kind of thing, even where you're uh, like moving around more and swapping around rather than like pure turn taking like a fire emblem yeah it looks more like a rabbits interesting um, with the way that i was moving around and like the half cover um i saw it's been a minute since i played that game now so i can't remember the name it's the guy with the skull man skull um whatever it is rather ryuji is that his name oh yeah 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 um like he was on like a ledge and he knocked a guy down and then there was this one part where uh the cat morgana moved to a particular spot where there was three of them in a triangle and they did like a all-out attack on a mm-hmm. small group of them in the middle of them. Yep. So it, it feels like a Mario and Rabbids with a Persona skin. That um, was one of the things that looked most interesting to me is that uh, you're, you're doing those all-out attack, but again, but before you do that, just like in, in Persona or in SMT, you have to knock them prone before you can do those those big attacks. Mm-hmm. So you're still having to like exploit weaknesses. Yep. So there was that going on as well with it. There was a Persona make where they made Biako, um, the big tiger thing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, so I don't know where that's coming into play because I, I don't think they're going to make it like a Persona game where you have a bunch of Personas and you're switching around with them because that would be right. a lot of animations that they're adding in. Yeah, it'll um, it'll be interesting to see like because they they said like fusions will be part of the game, but is it just going to be fusions for Joker? That's what I would presume. If um, I had to guess, it's probably like fusions to like augmented weapons and stuff, but I doubt you're mm-hmm. actually using them. Maybe. Um, maybe. Because there'd be a lot to add into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have yeah, a typically, new character, some chick with a spear. Yeah. So. Well, typically in like uh, SMT or Persona games, you're not bringing like the entire roster 
of demons from previous games. Like they they shuffle around, kind of like how Pokemon does now, where you're not seeing every demon return in every single game. Um, they even had, I think I saw that one chick from the Strikers game, the one with the blue, not the blue, the white outfit. She had kind of like a hood or something like that. I, don't even I never know. played that one. I thought you played Strikers. It was like a hack and slash Persona game. But yeah, yeah I think that, that was out, that was out like last year or something. No, I never played that one. Oh, I thought you did. Um, I said yeah, it looks like really it, quick. It looks good. I want. I it's on my list to get to because it, it does look like mm -hmm. a lot of fun, but it does look like watered down. Like it, it's just a hack and slash. But the, the personas are coming into it into play like in a regular Persona game. Yeah. Except you're more of like free roaming and attacking. So kind of like um. I don't want to compare it to like a Hyrule Warriors kind of thing, but kind of that kind of feel. I think so. like that's like a uh, a comparison that got drawn a lot when Strikers uh, was first announced because I think it was even made by Omega Force, um, but it turned out to be more of like a hack and slash, like you were saying, than it was just a, a power trip brawler like a Hyrule yeah. Warriors or a Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. So the the new character from that game I think is and I think I saw her. I could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, which is some girl in some like I don't know it looks like a space uniform or something like that uh -oh. I did just uh, finish the the burger dungeon in Persona 5 Royale and I'm playing through whereas when you played 5 did you play the Royale version or the vanilla version I played Royale okay I really like the Royale version I mean yeah, yeah, they, they were telling me the differences in between the two of them and I don't think I would have enjoyed the Vernella as well as the Royale because some of the changes they made were big quality of life improvements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a much um, snappier game. Yeah, um, and it, especially when uh, managing like your mana when you're doing your mm -hmm. dungeon runs, you can pretty much do like an, an entire dungeon run in one cycle rather than having to like, carry all these items to restore your MP. Anyway, we're not talking about that game. We're talking no. about. Uh, Shredder's Revenge, you guys. The Ninja Turtles game is getting some free DLC with some new content, new characters. What order are you doing this? Because I'm watching the uh, direct right now, and I'm not at that game yet. Oh, I'm I'm actually doing this in order of things that were announced. We'll get to the the direct in a minute here. But okay. some of the some of the stuff at the direct was announced previously, because they did like a, a a summer of gaming, not E3, but everyone like all these different companies decided to announce a bunch of things. Um, within the same like week of each other but definitely not E3 because E3 is dead anyway but uh, so, so a lot of these things got announced by other companies before they were in, ended up in the direct which the Shredder's Revenge DLC was not in the direct I think the publisher of the game just sent out to a press release in the trailer they did an update adding some playable characters which was cool it was a good game yeah, I thought it was a great game so um, kind of I'm excited to see them revisit it it looks like yeah you know you get it Yusagi Yojimbo, the rabbit mm -hmm. uh, samurai character. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's, uh, you know, they're going to give us more of the same this time around. That's good. And the, I guess, yeah. new, new character alt skins for the existing turtles mm -hmm. and stuff. So that also pretty cool. Yeah, I'm always down for more turtles. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan, you going to play Mortal Kombat 1? I don't intend to. No, no, I don't <laughs> think I will be playing that. Didn't you play like 9 or something relatively recently? Yeah, actually, I did, and it was kind of fun. Um, I got it because it was like on some kind of crazy sale, like super discounted, and you know you could get an actual hard copy of it too. So I thought it would be fun to try it out, having not played one in a while. And I was really impressed. They actually had a very fun, um, like, narrative, like story mode that you would play along, which wasn't just sort of like you're going into a bracketed tournament. 
it was sort of like you had to play these individual fights as the different characters. Um, and it was cool. It was fun. But I mean, I, I don't play a lot of 2D fighters now. And if I did, it wouldn't be Mortal Kombat. Like there are, there are ones I prefer than that. I mean, they literally just had a new Street Fighter game come out. So, and I know barely anything about it. So <laughs> if I were to pick one up, it'd probably be that. But hey, that's cool. Like if, yeah, my, you know, Mortal Kombat fans should be happy. Uh, Wes, did you ever finish Biomutant? I did not. I'm joking. I knew you hated that game. Yeah. Um, but like, you, you can try enough, it again. I would like to try it again someday. But You no. can try it again on Switch on November 30th. Oh. <laughs> uh, you can buy no. it again. No. They got my money once. They will never see my money again. Hmm. Yeah, so th- this is a game like when it was originally originally announced I thought it had a, a, a neat visual style but after hearing you talk about it I was like no nah, I have no desire to ever play that game I mean no matter what character class you picked they felt the same up until a certain point um and I don't know it's been so long since I played I can't really talk much about it because I, I just can't quite remember but it, it was odd because you're roaming around this world and there's like a narrator going on because you're a silent protagonist. So he's like narrating like an animal um, documentary. It's like, the little wombat moves up and like, it was just, it was the weird, it was a cool, it was a cool um, aesthetic. I liked that, but like when it came to the game, it was just, it didn't, I don't know, it just wasn't fun. And the character, you had all these different kind of builds you can do, which I'm sure would come into play by the end of the day. You're just hacking them up with your weapon, so it really doesn't matter who you're picking. Um, it's just a matter of do you try to play it harder with your range and spells, so to speak? Because there wasn't even a lot of those. And there was like a moral thing into it. it, it, it they, they had too much that wasn't um, defined and worked out too well. Um, so instead of like having the magic system, they should have just like ditched it and divide and developed the the combat a little bit better, or just developed the magic more to make it more relevant. But I never saw a big impact with using it. I don't know. The game just wasn't great. There were some parts that were a lot of fun, and um, like you got your own little mech thing that you just kind of rode around in. Um, there was a boss I fought with that, and that was fun. So I think the game had potential. But there's just certain elements about it that just kind of killed it for me. I don't so know, recommended. Been, yeah, it's been a long time. So, I mean, it's on my list of games I would like to try again someday, but I, I do not have high hopes for it. Hmm. Well, a couple other quick hits for games that were announced. Not a whole lot was shown for these things, but there's another Rune Factory game, uh, Project Dragon, that's coming out to the Switch at some point. This one's TBD. And also, weirdly enough, that Damon X Machina game is getting a sequel called Titanic Scion, which is a hardcore name. Well done, fellas. Um, but it, yeah, it's so strange that uh, a game like Damon Cross Machina is getting another one because that, that's a game that God, what was that like 2019 that that one came out um right around the time that astral chain came out and you know I, I don't think i'm surprising anyone by saying that that game did not do well no it looks cool mm-hmm. but not cool enough that it's like what 50 dollar price tag like 
I was like, no, this looks too bland for this. No, that's too much. Yeah, I don't know anything about the game itself other than the fact that I have the turbo controllers, the turbo Joy-Cons that they made as mm, part of it. You do. <laughs> Which are fantastic. They're great. It's nice having bigger grips on them, and the turbo button is always always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to the direct, a um, couple of release date updates. The Baton Kaidos HD Remaster Collection is coming out September the 14th. That is a game I think Nintendo is publishing, but didn't see fit to put it in the direct, which is a bit weird. It was actually at the February direct, so maybe they didn't, they didn't see that it needed to be in two directs. Um, I've given this game more time than we probably need to. I am one of 20 people who are, who's excited to replay these games. I don't think anyone else cares. Uh, we got a release date update for Blasphemous 2. Did you guys ever play the first one? A bit. Not much, though. I got it, it on pl- sale a while ago, and I have not booted it up once. I feel bad about that. Uh, maybe the second one will go on sale sometime after August 24th. That's when it's coming out. Oh, we got a release date update. Oh, oh, hang on. Pause real quick. Not like pause the recording, but pause the proceedings for a second. Uh, I invented a new game for oh, this particular God. show and you're about to get one so uh, I forgot you did hint at this last so I, I, I have of course plagiarized this game from another podcast we won't uh, a political podcast we won't get into that um, but it's not another video game podcast but this one I am going to give you an opinion and you need to defend that opinion it as if it is yours um, and you need to do your best to try to convince me that you actually believe this um uh, so do, is this opinion of like whose opinion is this uh wes you are going to be up first and i'm just going to sparse these out throughout the entire show um there, i got two for each of you but we're not going to do them all in a row so this one has to do with this next release date update hogwarts oh, legacy was delayed on switch till november 14th and Wes, your hot take that you need to defend is that Hogwarts Legacy will be better on Switch because it is coming out later and is definitely for sure oh. absolutely going to come out on this system and Why? will not be cancelled. Why? <laughs> Why are you giving me such an impossible task? Because it's fun. Oh, like, I, I, don't even, I don't even know how to do this. Like, I didn't do debate in high school or anything. Oh. No, it's, no one's arguing against you. Uh Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> Can I make a defense of it? Please. I, I'll, I'll pass it over to Ryan. So I've seen a lot of gameplay of this, and I actually think this sort of harkens back to um kind of that early PS3 era. So I think that mm. it will feel a lot more right at home when they do that kind of slight, light de-resing, that graphics rollback, I think there's going to be a real nostalgia feel. That's also about the time people were really reading the books, too. Like, that was ooh, that was probably right around the time the last movies and books were coming out. So I think it's really going to hit home because we've read them books, we've seen the movies, and watched the narrative mature. Um, I think this will be the perfect medium. The Switch is really probably how it was intended to be seen. Uh, and they were just a decade late. They were just a decade late making this game. Oh, God. <laughs> Wes, take note. That's a masterclass in bullshittery. Oh. <laughs> like, that made me physically ill. Oh. <laughs> but, Wes, you, need, you at least need to make the statement that this game is definitely coming out and will not be cancelled. 
This game is definitely coming out. It will not be canceled. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Uh, okay. One other I, release date <laughs> update. Uh, Disgaea 7 is coming out on October 3rd. So another tactics game on the Switch. So, without any further ado, you guys, there is a Nintendo Direct. Would you believe it? Do you guys have any, like, standout games? Any Anything that you think we absolutely I, I, need to? I, I, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that they're actually still trying to get this game onto the Switch. Are you talking I, about I, I, Hogwarts again? Oh, I'm still on Hogwarts. <laughs> like, this, this, there, there, there's, there's no way. There's no way that this is coming to Switch. If it is, it's going to be an unplayable mess. There's no possible way they're going to do this. It either have to, like, they're going to have to, like, chibi eyes the game like they did with Pokemon or something in order to get this game to Or Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just not possible. Like, the, 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 the amount of zones that you're flying through in this game when, when you're on your broom and the, the intricate detail, I mean, it, it's just going to be like a pile of green if you're flying above trees. I mean, just that alone is... I don't know how the Switch can run it. Like, uh, oh my god. Alright, alright, alright. Alright. Yeah, okay. We're, we're gonna move on. That, Nintendo that Direct. Yeah, Nintendo Direct. Any any uh, standout games that you guys want to hit first? Anything that uh, that you think are, are I mean, definitely? I, like, I think there was a bunch. Do we just want to move in? Yeah, we can just go yeah, down. Do we want to move in order? Because there's a lot on here, really. I, I do. I'm not even halfway through it, and there, there's a lot going on here. I do have a list. If you guys want to go in order here, um, sure. do you want to say anything about the uh, the Pokemon DLC? You want to bank that for the Pokemon show? I mean, they're doing it. Yeah, they sure are. No set dates yet. Yeah, they, this is kind of an inevitability. We have a whole podcast about Pokemon, so I figured we probably could just save it for then. But it's good to see. It's, and they're leading with it. It's clearly... Uh, they're going to make a lot of money. They're going to make a lot of money with these things, I'm sure of it. Uh, yep, so, for sure. I'm excited for it. If, for whatever reason, it feels like it's been a long time. Even Maybe it's just that everything is now Zelda. I can't not play Zelda, so... Yeah, dude, uh, we've gone like... A good six months without a new Pokemon game, so it feels weird. Yeah, I was feeling mm -hmm. a little fatigued at the beginning of the year about having had so much like Pokemon go down that now feels like when I'm ready to have some more. So hmm. it's good. It's good pacing. Uh, we already talked about Sanic Superstars, so I don't think there's any need to retread that territory. It's a game that was already announced mm -hmm. when uh, they showed in the direct. There's that game Palia, like a, a farming simulation game. I didn't care. I mean, it looked fine. Okay. It looks like kind of like an MMO kind of thing where there's other people around. Uh, I don't know if it's like just invite your friends and go, or if it's kind of be like I'm bumping into random people. Um, but yeah, all right. Uh, we are talking yeah, about. It seems like they basically took their took their foot off the idea that like these shared action RPGs need to have actual combat. <laughs> and now it's just like, <laughs> you're, you're doing these, like, you know, everybody meet up at this point at this time to do a specific thing. It, there, there was the lightest little bit of combat I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody with a bow and arrow at one point, so. Maybe doing some hunting or something? But yeah, it seems like this is just sort of a, maybe like a take on trying to do like an MMO farming kind of game. Which is wild, because the last Direct was like all farming simulators. The one I think that was like last uh, September or something. Yeah. yeah, it was like Harvest Stella and yeah. Uh, we already talked a bit about Persona Five Tactica, so I don't think we need to spend any more time on that one. Um, Myth Force. I didn't give a shit about this one. You guys, any Not opinion on it? Oh, I'm kind of surprised. I think this one looked pretty cool. This yeah, looked like a, a lot of fun to me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's got kind of that uh, cell shaded 
art style to it. It's supposed to be sort of like a first person um, gauntlet, I guess you could say, with very uh, prototypical looking RPG character classes that you play. And I think that they're supposed to be harkening back to like uh, like Saturday morning cartoons, I guess. Like, uh, I didn't even watch any of those things, but like He-Man, I guess, or something. Um, but at any rate, I, th- I think it looks fun. I always like action RPG kind of games. Uh, this one looked looked cool to me. You guys gonna participate in the Splatfest for Splatoon three? I don't even own it, so nope. I think I'm gonna, I do own it. I'm gonna miss that one too. I do own it, but I'm gonna pass as well. <laughs> uh, we want to uh, anything we want to say about Detective Pikachu? Do we want to bank that one for the Pokemon show? Yeah, we can bank it. Um, just tentatively. I'm probably going to try it out. I never yeah. played one. Yeah. yeah, the the other one was on 3DS. And this is one, like, uh, we, we did get a solid release date for this one, October 6th, so it's right around the corner. Um, this is, like, uh, a, a sequel to the 3DS game that got announced way, way back. Um, it, I don't think, like, the, the game was officially announced, but they, like, announced they were going to be working on a sequel to it. And this is, like, the, the first time it's ever been, like, revealed or showed or anything like that. But it's kind of one of those those games where like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna turn this into a franchise and you see nothing of it for years so kind of a, a surprise announcement that you know when when they revealed it's like oh yeah they said they were gonna do something like this someday uh, Wes are you pumped for the Mario RPG remake it is a remake that's what I was thinking it was it is a remake yeah yeah I couldn't quite tell because I never actually got through it all I got about halfway ish. It's a pretty um, brisk game. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're playing the Super Nintendo version, you can probably work through it in uh, under 20 hours. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm playing it. I never actually got through it, and I would like to. Um, yeah, it's got it's got the little puppet guy and the little cloud marshmallow dude. Yeah, Gino and Malo. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, so, do you have any experience with Mario RPG? Um, I played it some back when... Uh that like SNES mini thing was rolling around. I remember playing it a little oh, bit yeah? then. Um, not not really my style of game mm. to begin with. It's you know it's it's that whole uh, menuing kind of RPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's a cool. Straight up RPG. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's cool. I mean I, I got I got no beef with it. It looks looks fun. I'm sure people are really gonna like it, and and it looks really really nice. This looks much more um, accessible than what I remember of the Super Nintendo game. Yeah, I think um, there there are a number of things that could be improved. Uh, specifically, like the the game when you're in the the different uh, zones, not in battle, it takes this isometric perspective, and it asks you to do some platforming. But on a Super Nintendo, of course, you're playing with a D-pad that only have the cardinal directions, whereas they're they're asking you to do a lot of things moving diagonally. So I think that uh, being able to play this game with an analog stick is going to help out just a whole lot just by being able to interface with it uh, more accurately. But you know, we'll we'll see what uh, uh, how they handle all of like the the platforming things that they they ask you to do. Um, it, it's a uh, it's an interesting game. Um, like I was saying, a, a really brisk RPG, and it does that uh, that thing that a lot of the the Mario and Luigi Superstar games do, where you know you you select your command, whether it's like attacking or using a skill, but then there are timed button presses, that uh, timed inputs that you do in order to 
uh, execute these attacks more effectively. And you also have those uh, defensive techniques where you know you you defend uh, with um, accurate timing to reduce damage that you're taking when it is not your turn. The the character Gino specifically, some of the skills the that he would use were a bit opaque with what you were supposed to be doing with your inputs in order to maximize the damage you were outputting. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they improve that to make it a little bit more intuitive to using that character. Because I've, I've played that game a couple of times. I've only ever finished it once, but the couple of times I use that game, like I like Gino as a concept, the little wooden puppet guy who, who comes to life and helps you fight enemies. But in execution, he's a tough character to use, so we'd always end up getting benched. But, yeah, this is a, it's a really cool announcement. And this is one, like, we're not going to do a gospel or gossip the, this time because all of the rumors that were going around had to do with this direct. Like, if there would be one, there was a rumor going around they are remaking Mario RPG. There was a rumor going around there was going to be a 2D Mario. So all of the rumors that had been spiraling for the past month or so turned out to be... Uh, pretty correct and all in this direct so now we got nothing to work with for gospel or gossip because Wes hates Thanks, it internet I, yeah Wes Go. hates it when I make stuff up <laughs> uh, let's see oh right after the Mario RPG remake they announced a couple of games that aren't out until sometime next year I think they're like still TBD I don't know if they've even confirmed next year but there's that Princess Peach game that kind of crafty looking game that um, looks pretty cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It looks like it's kind of like 2.5D. It seems like there's some verticality to it, like some depth to the mm-hmm. the screen that she's kind of running around in. I feel like that's how it was on one of the platforming Mario games not too long ago. Maybe 3D World or something like that. I don't know. I I don't know if this is going to be like uh, a platforming game. They they really did not show very much at all. Just kind of moving around a town. I don't know if they're going from like a more of a an adventure style game or maybe an RPG. Really difficult to tell. But yeah, um, that was definitely it, a, a tease instead of a trailer. They're, they just gave us a yeah. little flash of gameplay. Showed us a very high def looking Peach, and then her changing costumes. So yeah, you know. I mean it's it's um it's it's a game where it's a cool announcement and i'm looking forward to seeing more of it but to me like it doesn't even fully exist yet until it gets a name and some actual gameplay yeah uh, the other one was uh luigi's mansion dark moon coming to switch sometime uh probably i think they said next year but which one was dark moon the 3ds that was the one. second yeah that was the second. 3ds one yeah mm-hmm. which is a cool game des really likes the game she still plays it time to time on my old 3ds so I don't know. I'm not sure if I double dip on that one. Just depends if she wants to play it or not. Moving right along, uh, the Batman Arkham trilogy is coming to Switch. Either guys pumped for that one? So I actually kind of am, just because. Yeah. Well, one, one I like when they do these kind of. Um, this is the second we're gonna first of two that we'll talk about. But I like when they do these big like omnibus packages of games of classic games that have never been on. A switch um i've never really pl- for any I've, I've played like maybe 30 45 minutes on a friend's couch of one of these arkham games and they seem like a lot of fun they're kind of like action stealth games uh where you get to do a lot of acrobatics uh with uh with batman and a lot of like really cool you get to experience the rogues gallery of villains and you're hopping around on this uh, the rooftops of the city 
just looks cool. So um, I'm really excited actually for this. I'll, I'll I'll get this for sure just because it's a blind spot in my my gaming history. So these will be fun. I played cool. through Arkham Asylum a couple of times, um, and I did really enjoy that game. Um, I played a bit of City, and then I stopped there. Um, but Asylum was really good, and I think they were like PS3 games. Yeah, I think um, that was the original system, that generation. Yeah, so, I mean, I have high hopes that the Switch can run it. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I think this would be a perfectly fine collection to grab on the Switch. I'm always cautious when they do these Omni collection games of games like this that were, like, uh, at the time, really intricate and detailed in graphics like that. Um, Because the Switch, they do graphics and make very beautiful games, but they do it differently than, like, like one of the PlayStation and Xbox consoles. Um... But like, like you can see like the individual raindrops and crap like that. Um, I will remind you that the Switch has near automata on it. Yeah. So I, it's because of stuff like that that I do have high hopes that Arkham can run, not Hogwarts. Hogwarts <laughs> is never going to happen. That's impossible. Um, but Arkham, the Arkham series, yeah, and they're definitely good games. They're worth the play. Um, the stealth mechanics and picking people off one by one—that was the, uh, definitely a highlight for me in that game. When you're like in a room. And just picking people off without them even knowing, just dropping down from ledges and grabbing people, and it's like there goes Gary. Like no, like it just it's yeah, they're great games. Um, it had introduced a lot of like the detective stuff that was going on, where you had to like figure out what was happening and use different tools in order to discover different stuff and find different paths. Yeah, they're they yeah they're good games. So this collection is is a good one. You know, like like Ryan was saying, PS3. I have full faith that the the Switch oh, yeah. will be able to handle it just fine. No way, there, no way it can't. No, I mean, it, it's going to. Yeah. Uh, you guys, either guys interested in Gloomhaven? It looked interesting. I think it's based on a board game. Really? Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it moves around a board game. A, yeah, it moves around like a hex kind of grid. Where you're, mm-hmm. you know, working with like a team of again, very traditional RPG characters. I don't know. Could could be fun. It looked interesting. So I mean, it's, it's one I'll keep an eye on. Yeah. All right, that settles it. Wes, you have a good idea. We're gonna try the board game first. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Just Dance 2024. I got an excessively long trailer. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Silent Hope, a little uh, roguelite action RPG, perhaps. Any interest? I, before it showed up to be a roguelite, I was like, "Oh, look, another RPG. This looks like it's going to be fun." Oh, they're back to chibis, and then it became a roguelite. I was like, "Nope, immediately not interested." Move I had that on. exact, exact same reaction. Like, "Oh, uh, dungeons that change every time you enter. Pass. I'm good." Uh, nope. You're only controlling one person. You need to go back to base to swap out who you're using. Nope, I'm good. Don't give me a huge character list and make me swap between them. Right, you got anything positive about this game that me and Wes are needlessly shitting on? Uh, I think that there is a certain demo that loves these kind of games and they will be very satisfied with the product. And none of us are in that demo? I don't think I have any interest in this kind of game. Cool. How about but, Fae I mean, Farm? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Fae Farm? I don't even... Which one was that? What was the trailer? Let me bring up the trailer for that one. Good, moving on. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. Any thoughts? Fast forward, didn't even watch it. 
Cool. Uh, manic mechanics overcooked when bite your fixing car. Is any interest? I mean, I'm sure it'd be a fun little party game. I never played Overcooked, so neither have uh, I, and I will yep. not play this one either. I, I don't know. I, I'm being needlessly dismissive of that one. I think it looks like it might be kind of fun. It's out like pretty soon. I think just in a couple weeks, it's out uh, July 13th. But yeah, I, I don't. There are so many other games that it's it's tough to. Like, look at this one as, like, a passing interest. Like, yeah, maybe I'll try it. I probably will not. Uh, the Sparks of Hope DLC is out. They shadow drop that one, so you can play more of that game oh, if you feel like it. I didn't even know it was out. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was a great game. I think that's worth the play. There is a, a funny little uh, news tidbit that will interject right here where, like, the, the, the president of... Or the, the CEO or some... Like, the top dog over at Ubisoft uh, had an interview with a a gaming website i can't remember which one but basically said like when when they talked to nintendo about doing sparks of hope the the sequel nintendo encouraged them to wait on it until the next system because they were saying like games like when when games have multiple installments on the same system they don't do as well which, you know, I think a lot of people like read a little bit too much into that and like, oh, that means the next system is coming soon. I mean, it might, but I don't think that's what they were saying. I also think it's a bit hypocritical for a company like Nintendo to say, hey, don't do multiple installments because the same year that Sparks of Hope came out, they did Xenoblade 3, they did Splatoon 3, uh, they did another Fire Emblem a few months after that. Like, they're releasing multiple installments over and over again on this system. Whereas like Splatoon 3 especially, I thought that would be a game that um, would be more... Uh, they'd get more bang for their buck if they had like one per system. They just had the next one ready to go on the next system. But, you know, what do I know? All, all those Nintendo games sold great and Sparks of Hope did all right. So it, it seems like in this case, they were... It's it's impossible to know that they were if they would be correct in holding it off for the next system, but Sparks of Hope didn't sell the way Ubisoft wanted it to sell. But they're still doing the DLC that I will not play. I don't have time for that. Um, how about Dragon Quest Monsters? Are you guys interested in? Yeah, that looks pretty cool. It's I like never the... played. A, I've still never played a Dragon Quest game, but that looked pretty interesting. Um, it's like back-to-back uh, -back years. I have a Dragon Quest game releasing in December. Last year, I think it was Dragon Quest Treasures, which also looked interesting. I don't know. The, Square must be having some sort of success releasing these games at the end of the year. But, like, last year, it came out a couple of weeks after Pokemon. And this year, it's going to be out a couple of weeks after Mario RPG and Persona. So, I'm not going to have time. To play this, I don't. It's it's. Uh, no, I, I'm not invested enough in Dragon Quest to really make time for it either. I mean, I doubt I will, but it did look interesting. Uh, Ryan, you got any hot takes about Persona? Not Persona. God damn it, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest, not really. Okay. How about Pikmin? You guys, July twenty first. By far we'll the longest trailer that they had. They dedicated. Yeah. About what six minutes? If I've got this right, about six minutes of the how long was the runtime total? Forty-three minutes were dedicated to. to yeah, they gave it a good oh, wow. amount of time. 
Mm-hmm. What's that like? Sorry, I was going to try to do the percentage, and then I realized I don't know how to do math. So moving ahead. Somewhere between 15 and 20%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Ryan, you ready for your hot take? Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I, got, a, I got it written down over here. No Read it ex- word for word. Oh, my goodness. There's so many games coming out in June. Um, Pikmin, Ryan, your hot take. Pikmin is an important and valuable series to Nintendo. And gaming in general. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe that Pikmin is an important and valuable franchise from Nintendo's perspective. And <laughs> with this title, they will land that status with everyone else as well. I think that uh, while this series has struggled to get off the ground, I think that with this one, it will finally hit its stride. You actually kind of gave me an easy one here because I actually genuinely did like the trailer for this and ca- probably yeah. will play this. This looks kind of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Instead of making me just flat out lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think this one looks pretty cool. It, it looks like you're going to have a lot of fun, like, going around and exploring this uh, blasted out dystopian world in which mankind no longer exists and is being replaced by this uh, primitive pikmin race um you know they're there to harvest the carcass of mankind i guess um you have a little dog so yeah little two-legged dog little bipedal dog (laughs) harvest the carcass of mankind but you have a little dog (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah i know like the objectives and stuff that you get to do it does seem like there's kind of some some uh rts kind of mechanics here yeah yeah for sure i think that it'll be really exciting to actually sit there and, and play the game and you know, kind of keep the troops focused and doing their thing. Um, it's a very vibrant, colorful world. I like when they kind of they showcased a lot of different environments that you're going to be in. Um, and yeah, you know, the main character sucks, but we'll get past that. The rest of the game <laughs> looks fantastic, and I do think I think that this is the one. Like it took them four tries, but I think this is the one that will capture the mainstream audience. That Nintendo has uh, five Got tries it. if you count. Hey, Pikmin. This one's gonna sell a million copies. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh it's gonna do. Hot it's gonna do take. Really, really well. No, no. Genuinely, I am excited for this game. I think it'll be a fun one, and I'm sure that uh, the last one was was a modest success. I think this one will probably be a, a more than modest success. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this one too. I have, of course, played. Uh, all of the Pikmin games so far, except for Pikmin Bloom, because I don't care. Um, but uh, to, to, to what you're saying about it, like achieving success, it looks like like the the scope of what they're doing is a lot wider than what they've done with other Pikmin games. Pikmin games have always sort of been like this uh, odd take on an RTS, where a lot of what you're doing is managing the tasks that you are giving your little Pikmin workers. Um, it was like harvesting carcasses or trying to build something or knock something down or drag something back to your base. And you only have like a certain amount to work with. You have a population cap. Um, so trying to multitask and get as many things done within like one day cycle has always been like the, uh, the, the crux of the game, at least for me. I like trying to, to multitask as much as possible and minimize the amount of uh, days that I have to use in order to 
like collect all the other pieces, rescue all the other people. So like that that RTS element has always been a really uh, heavy emphasis in the series. It looks like they're they're cranking that up even more and allowing you to do things like expand your day cycle into the nighttime and do things then. and uh, all of like the the underground stuff look a lot more like. Uh, um, dystopian and outlandish as opposed to like the really naturalistic environments they had in the first few games and like in to your point about like the boring main character it looks like they're just going to allow you to customize a main character this time around it's like not like particularly amazing designs for any of them they all just kind of look like different versions of the same one but you know at least you're not just some generic white alien why has it got to be why has he got because all of the main characters in Pikmin have been white to this point. Yeah, it's I nice that they're branching out from that. They're allowing more representation in Pikmin Four. <laughs> I think that's that's a good thing. <laughs> Wes, you got uh, any interest in Pikmin? No, I, I haven't played any of them. No, I'm good. And you know what's wild? Uh, after they they showed this big breakdown, they dropped Pikmin One and Two into the eShop, so you can play Pikmin One and Two on Switch now if you want. Uh, they're interesting games. Um, we'll get to them when we... We already talked about Pikmin on the GameCube, and Pikmin 2 was also a GameCube game. Um, but you can now play Pikmin 1, 2, 3, and soon to be 4, all on Nintendo Switch. And it's, it's wild to me that Pikmin 1 and 2 came out on Switch before Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Yeah. That's insane. But it's also a complete series on one console, and yeah. they do that very rarely. Yeah, it's true. I can't really even think I, I, of any other example. It helps that there's only four of them, I think. It does, but I mean... We're, is the first Luigi's Mansion on the Switch? Nope. But they're releasing number two onto the Switch? Yep. So, and, I mean... And it's weird, because they, they redid the first one on 3DS. And then they're redoing like, the second one on Switch. Is it really going to be that difficult to put it onto the Switch as well? Like, well, I, I mean, why... making, making games is easy. Where do you know that? It's super easy. Yeah. But, I mean, that's only three games, even. And they do want, like, giving attention to Luigi's Mansion nowadays. It's true. So, yeah, Dark Moon um, and Luigi's Mansion 3 especially were huge hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let me get back to my notes here. Um, are you guys interested in the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection? Nope. Uh, this is another one of those the the other of the two kind of collection of the original games. I played a bunch of Metal Gear Solid the original and loved it. It's a great, great game. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just one that I, I will definitely get the Arkham one before this. But if I find that there's some time to play games in my schedule, I would gladly pick this up. These are like fucking classic games. They're so good. So, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder why they they're not doing the Twin Snakes version, which was the GameCube remake of Metal Gear Solid. I mean, don't like using the game GameCube remakes. They don't do that at all. Like, um, which one just came out that had a GameCube remake? They didn't even use that one for the Switch. I can't even remember what game they did that with. I can't think um, of that either. It's relatively recent, but they didn't even use the GameCube remake. They used like the PS2 remake of it. Oh, That's funny. That- well, that happened with um, the Jedi Outcast game that I was playing. I think I brought that up when we were talking about it on the retro show um, from maybe two months ago or whatever. That, that uh, Star I think Wars that was game. what we were talking about. Yeah. They don't like using the GameCube remakes. I don't know why. Maybe it's just easier to use, like especially like for like Xbox versions because it's like based on like PC stuff. So maybe it's just easier to port around. You know, that's just speculation. 
Uh, how about games um, are easy? Yeah, <laughs> click and drag. Change the file name to dot swtch, and there you good. Um, how about uh, Vampire Survivors? You guys interested in that one at all? No. This one looked kind of fun. I mean, I, I I'm not sure. I think a lot of this this one looks like so um, kind of like cheap and, and silly. Um, I guess that's probably is, I hate to say it, one of those things that depends on price point. Hmm. Um, this looks like the kind of game that you could pick up, enjoy it for a little bit. I don't know. Could be cool. Yeah, it's one of those games that you just hop on for just a minute, like, in between certain things. Like, I, I could be wrong, but I think um, a buddy of mine was playing it, like, in between rounds and various games and stuff like that. He'll, like, he'll hop into it and play it for a little bit and then be like, oh, the thing popped and then he'll go back over it later. It's like one of those like background kind of games. It, it doesn't there's not much going on with it um, by appearance. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, how about uh, Headbangers Rhythm Royale? You guys want to be pigeons and play a rhythm game? It looked goofy. It kind of, it was giving me kind of like elite beat Asian vibes with the way like the certain, the different levels looked a little different. Like one beat was like you had to like shoot a slingshot into piano keys, and then another one you had to do rhythm with hitting certain things with the pigeons. And I don't know, it kind of gave me like a goofy feel, like a lead beat. So uh, I mean, I, I don't plan on getting it, but it, it did look pretty goofy. How about uh, Penny's Big Breakaway? Any interest? This, I mean, it, it was giving me Sonic feels. I got um, I Ninja vibes from it. Oh, yeah, but iNinja wasn't, like, constant movement like that. Mm -hmm. iNinja... But those were my favorite parts of iNinja. Yeah, where you're just kind of, like, running and trying to get there. They need to bring over iNinja. Like, that game needs a... That that game needs... To get Namco on the phone and be like, hey, port this game. I mean, how well did that game do? Probably not well. Because that game was so good. Yep. Uh, Ryan, any, uh, any interest in these past few games we've talked about? Mm, not especially. Um, okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on I Ninja? I Ninja? I didn't really watch enough of the trailer <laughs> to really establish an opinion. Oh, I Ninja is a twenty-year-old game that we keep on going on about. Because <laughs> oh, it was so okay. gay. Yeah, this Penny's Breakaway. Uh, I don't know. Looks okay. Looks yeah. I think it does have a bit of a Sonic feel to it, but I don't know the franchise well enough to speak to it. I thought the uh, the trailer in the Nintendo Direct looked really nice. And then I went back and watched the trailer that wasn't part of the Nintendo Direct, and it didn't quite look as good for some reason. I don't know, maybe it was like the shine of everything else around it was kind of propping it up. But I don't know, I'm interested enough. It's not out till next year. I'm interested enough to keep it on the radar and see how it works out. Uh, Mario Kart 5, or Mario Kart Wave 5 DLC. We've got some new characters and courses for that. Uh, Star Ocean Second Story R is out on November the 2nd. Kind of poor timing for that one. It's, it's a series that uh, I've tinkered with a little bit. I'd like to get uh, more into it, but probably won't have the time this time around. If you guys have any interest in that JRPG? Uh, how about WarioWare Move It? Out November 3rd. You guys like these games. I don't. Yeah, it could be fun. I, I, I think they're trying to do, like again, with the individual Joy-Cons, they're trying to use the hardware in a different way mm-hmm. that'd be cool I don't know then they showed like a, a little Nintendo Live like 
live like game demos coming to certain cities and then showed a Tears of the Kingdom amiibo and then they closed the show, fellas, with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which looks so incredibly good. You guys. It does look good. Yeah, this game It's great. been a minute since they've what we used since they did two D side scroller like that? Yeah, twenty twelve was uh, yeah. new Super Mario Brothers U. Yep. Yeah. Oh know, yeah, you're right, they did do that one. There there was uh there's been a lot of like podcasts and stuff reacting to this Nintendo Direct, and I think something that that is brought up a lot is how this game compares visually to New Super Mario Brothers. You because like Wonder has its very like own distinct look, and the characters animate all differently, and it looks like it has a lot more like bombastic personality rather than uh, New Super Mario Brothers. Because New Super Mario Brothers like had a very clean like borderline sterile art style to it. It didn't have a ton of its own like visual flares and personality. But I think like something that gets overlooked is how good all four of those games are. And there are four new Super Mario Brothers games uh, for DS, Wii, 3DS, and Wii U. And like I, I understand like by the time you got to the Wii U, these games all came out between like 2006 and 2012. So within four years, or so, sorry, within six years, you're getting four of these games. Yeah, so I got this one. I understand the fatigue, but these, like, every single one of them, of those new Super Mario Bros. games, are very, very good platformers. Um, with that said, Super Mario Bros. Wonder looks so good. Yeah, the way that they're using those random seed things to, like, actually, like, change the physics of the world with, like, the pipes coming alive and mm -hmm. bending around and platforming. Yeah, um, yeah. That looks really interesting. Ryan, you got any thoughts on Mario? Uh, just that, yeah, like you're saying, there's a definite attention to detail where, you know, whether it's the parallaxed backgrounds that just look so alive and full, mm -hmm. and then you look at their facial expressions on the characters themselves, the big and the small, all of this feels so high def, such, um, I don't know, such eye candy. And yeah, you know, it, it, at the same time, you're right, it kind of does feel like it's been a while since we've just had a straight up Mario platformer like the thing yeah. that mario is most known for and, and granted you know we had odyssey at launch but that's it's that's nothing like this it's so yeah it's a, it's a polygonal game yeah so uh very very excited very excited we'll absolutely be getting this one yeah for sure um any thoughts on elephant mario I mean, they didn't really show enough of it to really have thoughts about it. Like, he's an elephant. All right. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Wario Land games, where War when Wario gets like like eats a donut and becomes massive, and just becomes like this lumbering character that's invincible but not very mobile. Uh, I don't know if that's the direction we'll go with this because they didn't show much, but that's just what it made me think of. And it's it's out October twentieth. We are less than four months away from a brand new Mario game. That's awesome. But that's the direct. You guys, any, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a good one. I like this direct. There was a lot going on here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought it was all right. It was a great one. Very cool. Well, we've been going for a while already. You want to plow through some new releases? Sure. Let's knock it out. Cool. Uh, Wes, any thoughts on Dokkabone Kingdom? It's exactly the same as the old Wii one. Dokkabone Kingdom is a lot of fun. Playing back on it on my own. Yeah, it's definitely a party game. Like, mm. you gotta find some friends who are willing to spend 40 hours with you to get through that <laughs> game. They do have, like, an arcade mode where it's, like, a, a shorter... You have X amount of turns. Um, oh, interesting. But the, 
the it, the fun part of that game is definitely expanding and going through the different continents and trying out the different classes and getting the different weapons and the different events that you're trying to get through and dealing with when unfortunate stuff happens to you, which is a lot. Um, but yeah, you gotta find some good friends that would be like, yeah, let's spend the next forty hours together because well, it's, it's the game's the games like, gotta take a minute. It's the game's way of like rubber banding. Like it, it will always try to make something negative to happen happen to the person who is in the lead. So it's just the game trying to balance things out. It's like the inverse of Mario Party, where sometimes Mario Party or, or Mario Kart will like reward the person who is winning. Anyway. Uh, that game was out on May the 9th. I'm reaching back a little bit because we didn't do an official show in May. So we're just covering some of the new releases then. Uh, either guys want to give a Zelda progress update? Sure. I haven't been playing it because I've been on the edge of death. Um, not feeling well. So I last time I was playing I was making my way into the desert. I think I want to knock that area out next. Nice. Um, kind of do a re- a different pattern than Breath of the Wild, so I mm-hmm. kind of want. I knocked out the Rito area. I still want to go back through there because I haven't like gone in depth into that area. Um, but I think I want to make my way into the desert and knock out that dungeon next. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing more. I have officially got all 120 uh, light seeds or light roots. Very cool. Done with that. I've got 135 of the 150 shrines i have still only done two of the main things i've done <laughs> the gorin thing and i've done the uh the cold area one to get the guy the, the red oh yeah gives you a little dashing thing i'll probably do the water area next because i've just been kind of scouting around there that some of the last shrines that i've been needing to pick up are kind of all tucked away in spots over there so um yeah yeah like i've maxed out a bunch of armors um I've got all four components of all four dragons. Very um, nice. I maxed out. Actually, the one, the last ones I needed were on the light dragon, and then is it Dinral? Is that the fire one? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had spotted where from a, on high where the dragon one was going to be, and then I or the sorry the fire one was going to be. So I went down to the mountain, like to a to a shrine near the mountain, and then as I was like about to jump out. Like, the light dragon was right in front of it. So, literally, I jumped onto the light dragon, got the last scale I needed, and then jumped to the fire dragon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> At once. It was, I felt that was a pretty badass moment for me. Uh, I've maxed out a bunch of the different outfits. I, I, that's one of the other things I've been doing is I've been hunting down all the various um, armor sets and stuff like that. So... Uh, there's this one where you're like, uh, actually, honestly, the two best are two super easy ones to find. They're the ones in Carico Village. I buy the stealth suit and then the, the red. Well, I, I dyed it red. I don't know what color it is. It's the one where you have the skeleton and it glow at night. Yeah, it's like a green. It like glows green. So yeah, if you always want some fucked up damage, here's what I've been doing: is um, I get Zora spears, um, and I've got that skeleton set which gives you a bone boost. I throw a little Duga's jaw onto the Zora spear. Um, and then I throw a splash fruit at my feet before I start combat. And the damage is just bonkers. Like, I'm talking about, like, Hinoxes get one shot. Like, hmm. they don't even wake up. They just get get stealth struck, and then that's the end of them. Oh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, oh, man, yeah. The game the game is just absolutely fantastic. And um, uh, what's, what's great is that, like, 
you can sort of unlock all the stuff on the map, but until you've really been there and explored it all, it doesn't really fill in or name itself. So it kind of gives you an excuse to go back. And I've still only done like maybe, uh, I want to say like 150 to 200 of the Korok seeds. There's a big website that tracks them. So I've been doing that a little bit at a time, but it's a bit of a grind. It frankly gets a little boring after 30 minutes of just yeah. going and doing the same Korok stuff over and over and over again. Anyway, yeah, with, with fine, uh, but yeah, oh, go on, go on, John. What's up with the uh, with the Korok? See, like my, my general approach is, I, I'm taking the same approach that I've mentioned before, where I'll go into one zone, thoroughly explore it as much as I possibly can. Sometimes we'll jump around from zone to zone if I need a change of scenery. But once um, I've been through like all the places I want to go through in the zone, uh, I'm not. I, I don't plan on doing any Korok hunting. Um, I found. I think like uh, between 180 and 200 Koroks total so far in the zones that I've been through. I'm not going to find all the Koroks. I, I will find as, as many as I end up finding, just kind of searching around, and that'll be that. Um, but when you were talking about uh, finding all the light routes and the depths, I really like how we talked about before, about how the, they'll correspond to locations of shrines on the overworld. And like when, when you're first starting out, it's like, okay, I found a shrine in the overworld. Let me go mark it on the depths. And when I'm back in there, I'll start lighting these things up. But once you get, um, once you start making like significant progress down in the depths, you'll start to see, okay, when I'm marking these light routes, it's lighting up these areas. So there's probably a light route over there that corresponds to a shrine that I haven't gotten up above. So there's a synergy between finding shrines and finding light routes and then like cluing you into where these things are on the, the, the inverse side. Uh, I've been doing the sky pretty thoroughly. Oh, oh, um, I should mention I did the desert temple uh, in there. And it's got like this, uh, this really interesting opening to it to where when it started i was like oh okay we're doing this first um and it kind of like has this uh really nice surprise moment that i won't uh spoil for you guys and um so i got that sage that has a really useful power that again would be really nice if um i just like set it to a hotkey to summon it a little bit more easily i've been really thorough up in the sky the major things that I haven't done up there yet is like there's uh, like little like tablets on these star-shaped islands that like mm -hmm. need translation. I just, I think that has something to do with going to Kakariko and finding someone to translate yeah. for you. But I haven't done. I haven't been over there yet. I still haven't been any further west than Central Hyrule. I haven't gotten any of those towers marked in those areas. I do need to go um, down to Farron and find the third great fairy because I'm getting to a point where I'm running into a lot of silver moblins, bokoblins, boss bokoblins and you know, I'm doing enough damage to where I can take them out but if I get surrounded and hit I'm losing six or seven hearts in a single hit so it's a bit of a hassle not being able to absorb that much damage so I need to do some more upgrading on that front um, have you guys been to that uh uh, sky place above the Gerudo Highlands. No, I. Oh no, I. I uh, yeah. The, the yeah, big, I, the big sphere. Yes, I've been to the big giant sphere. That was pretty neat. I really like that sphere. That was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't as tricky as I thought it was going to be, but it was. It was a fun little. Yeah. Puzzle. It, it was fun getting there. 
Uh, let's see. I think, um, oh, I got uh, the Master Sword. So I did that whole segment um, going through the, the Lost Woods and all that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, help. I mean, do you still, like, use the Master Sword? Or, like, because that was kind of the thing with Breath of the Wild. The second you get the Master Sword, it's kind of, everything else is kind of irrelevant almost. So it's Wait, like, I, uh, yeah. I, I did, um, I mean, I, I got the Master Sword just uh, a day or two ago. So I only had a little bit of time. Like, I, I fused... Um, something to it and then it break you know it lost charge and now has to recharge and I haven't used it again since so I mean does that item that you put on stay on it until that part breaks or it kind of just runs out of battery like I used it right, I, I've right. had it for a little while and I've been using it but it runs out of juice very very quickly and it has it I think maybe like 30 minutes or so to recharge and once it battery goes out whatever you attach to it gets wiped now do do you think like the the duration of time that it lasts corresponds to what you're fusing onto it because mine lasted for a good amount. I did a lot of uh, fighting with it before. I had to... I, yeah, I mean, I have I've used it a little bit for battle. I've also just used it for the sake of just like knocking over ore deposits, cutting down mm. trees, just as like a general mm. weapon because I don't want to burn the durability on other items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, like, for, yeah. for a weapon like that, I mean, unless you're, like, fusing something to make it a hammer, from from what I surmise, like, if you're using uh, a sword like that on, like, a blunt force, like a uh, like a boulder or an ore deposit, is going to run out of durability quicker. So that makes I sense. I like that you are using the sword that banishes darkness, the hero's weapon, the sword that we've used to vanquish evil for thousands of years using to break up ore. I mean, it makes sense. It's not going to break your other weapons. <laughs> I kind of just want to save the knight's broadswords, the royal broadswords. Mm. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. No, that's fun. I usually, and I, again, I've just, I, I'll farm the jaw, Molduga's jaws to get those bone items, of course, but then also, like, Gliok heads are really, really nice to throw on those mm. items. I took Actually, down a couple of Gliok's. Yeah, yeah. My, um, I, I think it, I took down two yeah. of the fire Gliax. Those are the only ones I've attempted so far. I've taken out a, a couple of frosts and fires. Nice. Um, the lightning, you got to prep for the lightning. Mm. It's just, he's, he's tough. You got to prep for that. Just because if you don't have weapons that are not um, metal, because it, it, it summons the storm. So Here's the thing, though. You got to go only, into it with, like, wooden. It only summons the storm when it's, like fighting you <laughs> so if you yeah. if you jump in on it like if you sky the one that i did was in the coliseum and if you skydive in on it with enough arrows you could basically bring it down fuck it up and before it even takes flight shoot all the heads again and it basically won't ever get a chance to take off and start shocking you and stuff but if you yeah well the one in is tough the one in the farin um in the jungle area just summons a lightning storm and so i just can't get near with them because my stuff immediately starts glowing like hey i'm about to get hit by lightning so i mean yeah that was the only one i've tried to fight no that one and the other one in near elden it was like this weird rundown castle or whatever yeah you know what items but yeah actually the items that i've really enjoyed using lately and god they're fun um is the believe it or not the korok weapons Oh, the Forest Dweller ones. Yeah, so the Forest Dweller weapons are interesting because if you attach something to it, it doesn't burn the item once you use it. Oh, so interesting. I, I, I took one of their spears and I just attached a puff mushroom to it. And it's fucking hilarious to just basically walk into any fight. If you have six enemies around you, hit them once with that 
puff mushroom and then everyone's confused and then all you have to do is run around and sneak strike everybody and then the fight's over like it's fucking hilarious it's so easy and like that that ancient item that makes things disappear like I, I i didn't do it but i presume you could just throw one on there and then just use it over and over and over again and like it one hits everything in the room and it never dies the, the hmm. item never never like you could sit there and just if if, if you're getting swarmed by like a bunch of uh, silver lizalfs or something. Just take a few. I thought that was just an arrow attachment. I don't think that's a weapon attachment. Oh, it's not. Okay. Well, then I think it's right. just an arrow attachment. Yeah. Well, then that's what I would say. Like for sure, try using the puff mushrooms things on it. Like, oh my god, it's a, it's amazing. It, it is just like such a mind off fight, and especially great if you again you've got five six enemies at the same time that are trying to get at you. To just put that off, everyone's confused, and then you can just do some backstrikes. Anything else about Tears of the Kingdom we need to cover before we move ahead? Truly delightful. It's funny, that game's been out for a minute, and we talked more about that than, like, half the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> okay, it's a pre- it's pretty good game. Pretty solid game. It's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the last game that I wanted to mention that came out in May was a game called Cassette Beast. It's an interesting looking RPG. I stuck it on the wish list. No time for it now. But moving into June, we got the Etrian Odyssey Origins collection on the first. Uh, we love Katamari Reroll on the second. Wes, you like those Katamari games, don't you? I mean, I grabbed it. It's... Oh, yeah? I think I did. Because um, I think it was. Was it a free download? I can't remember. Maybe there's a demo or something. Um, I, don't I don't know. know. But, you know, I have something on my Switch that's Katamari. Yeah, they're, they're fun games. Uh, we got some uh, Game Boy Color and Super Nintendo game, and an, an NES game added to the online service. Uh, Kirby Tilt and Tumble for the Game Boy Color. Blaster Master Enemy Below for the Game Boy Color as well. Mystery Tower for the uh, NES. And Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo. Any of those games sound appealing to you guys? No. I don't think I've ever played Harvest Moon. I've heard that's like an influential classic game. But no plans to boot it up anytime soon. Sounds like fun, though. Uh, let's see. There's also a Game Boy Advance game added to the expansion pass. Fire Emblem. Wes. Yeah, which which one is this? The the fire, the one with Lynn and Hector and Oh, Ella. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, I'll have to play that because that's a good one. The the first one released in North America. Yeah, not Sacred Stones. Which one? Sacred Stones. You were like the one of the two siblings, right? Yeah, Ephraim and Erica. Yeah, that one was really good too. Yep. I'll, I'll have to play this because yeah, that that was a good Fire Emblem. Yeah, yeah, really um, cool, and uh, has all the uh, the the features of. You know, being the, one of the online service games, you'll be able to like set your your save points. So you can save anywhere, um, so you don't have to worry about finishing a fight before moving on. Uh, let's see. We already mentioned Pikmin One and Two being released. Sonic Origins Plus. We mentioned before that was on the twenty third. Story of Seasons. A Wonderful Life was out on the twenty seventh. West time for a hot take. Oh, God. Wes, your hot take is I sure do love farming games. Oh. Just in general, you just want me to talk about farming games? Yeah, how much you love farming games. Aren't they great? <sighs> Alright, here we go. Ugh. Farming games definitely have a place in the world. Because 
you know, you have a rough time at work and anything like that, but you're not ready to like get into like the swing of a, a heavy game or exploration game. You just want to shut your brain off, and that's where the farming games fit. You hop in, you take care of your crops, you take care of your landscape, you get everything situated, you get ready for the day, and you just it's, it's a nice, peaceful break from the the nonsense and the worries of your life, and that's what this is. It is a a way to bring you into a peaceful world where you can relax and forget about the struggles of your actual life and just turn your brain off for a minute to like recollect. It's it's a way of doing something other than just sitting there breathing in meditation. It, it's same kind of kind of effect to it. Just hit a reset button, and get on with the rest of your day. Just a nice, quiet reprieve. Well done. That was good. I hate farming games. They're the worst. Really good. <laughs> I think um, you made a pretty good pitch for farming games there. I think my favorite thing <laughs> about them is how absolutely fucking stressed out I get whenever I have to place <laughs> the building on the grid because I know wherever I put it, it won't be the right place to put it. And then they'll give me another building. And I'll be like, where the fuck do I put this thing now? You know, and it's like I got a silo <laughs> and I got a farm and then I got like pasture. And I know no matter what I do, it will not be the optimal place to put any of them. And then my crops will die, and then the village will starve. So, and the, yeah, and it'll be go. tragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lara Croft collection is out on the 29th on Nintendo Switch. I'm actually trying to look up right now because I didn't like mention it in the trailer. Like, what Lara Croft collections like is is in this? Um, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. And Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris. I don't know if these are remakes, because they look kind of retro-inspired, like top-down, but they also don't look like PlayStation One games. So I'm not super familiar with. Um, do you, you guys know? Does that ring a bell with either one of you? I've played, of course, the old games. I played the original, like Tomb Raiders, like one and two, and then I've seen some of the newer ones that play more like those. Uh... Uncharted? Is that what that series is called? They play more sure. like the Uncharted yeah, yeah. games? I have never seen this like third-person isometric version of a Lara Croft game. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. Uh, but Ryan, that brings us to your second hot take. Sure, let's hear it. I've never understood what all the fuss is about with these Tomb Raider games. Seems overrated. Oh, that's my that's what my take has to be? Yep. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that there was a brief moment in the 90s where it was sort of innovative um and i think it established that um polygons were where they needed to be technologically speaking to accurately portray breasts Um, (laughs) and i think that that's sort of what carried this franchise forward uh for for quite some time um, I think that if you boil down what's being expected of you, it's uh, clunky tank controls that don't navigate well um, the, through some very simplistic puzzles um, in which she dual wields weapons, which everyone knows uh, is a really terrible way to aim a gun, is to hold another gun. Um, and I think that it's uh, also starved for um, actual content and that it is aping off everything that we've already seen from countless other serialized adventures, uh, specifically Indiana Jones. But you know what, Indiana Jones, to her credit, Indiana Jones does not have a nice set of tits. 
Um, fair. So that will forever hold him back. So we have Laura Croft to thank for that in general with gaming. Yeah, so, um, you know, yeah, Maybe. I mean, she's she's one of the most, rec- probably after Mario, she's probably the single most me- recognizable video game character ever, um, and she spawned an entire style of gameplay, has sold tens of millions of copies, and has released a checkered past of games, many of which are very, very well received. Uh, but, no, still sucks. <laughs> very good. Uh, Ghost Trick... Um, that, that game we talked about, it was a, a previous Nintendo Direct, that was on the 30th, as was Master Detective Archives Rain Code, which is another, like, detective game that looked pretty interesting. Um, those are both, like, very, like, text-heavy narrative, narrative adventure games, so that's what they look like. Interesting that they released them both on the same day. Seems like a mistake. Um, Nintendo released, or is releasing at time of recording here, uh, a sequel to that Switch launch game, 1-2-Switch. If you remember that one, this was called Everybody 1-2-Switch, oh, oh. which makes me wonder, like, why? Why Why is this a game yeah. that uses a sequel? Especially with WarioWare coming at the end of the year, which is also like a very heavy, like, uh, motion control gaming sort of thing. I don't know. I mean, maybe we, uh, the, the Switch Sports did well. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm sure Switch Sports did well. Um, so they're like, we can do more stuff like this. Yeah, get out as kind of, many motion games as we can. Let's go. Yeah. Let's bring back that carnival game. <laughs> I don't think that was first party, but, you know, I don't think anyone's going to jump it on the for doing that. Uh, and then that, uh, that Crime O'Clock game is also out on the 30th, which is an interesting looking game. But who has time for it? Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so I'm it. probably even going to grab Final Fantasy 16 because... I gotta at least, like, touch the Final Fantasy games. Like, it's just kind of one of those things, it's it's like a bad ex that just keeps showing up. You're like, alright, I guess we could try this again, and then it never works out. Is, <laughs> it a, is it a Final Fantasy game, though? It's kind of, based on the very little I've seen about it, because there's certain things about it that are spoilers that I don't want, so I've kind of avoided some things, um, but some of the gameplay, it looks more like Final Fantasy XV with um, you just played that one, right? With the, the, the boy band and you're driving around. Oh, no, I've, I've never played 15. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to touch on that one. Yeah, um, someday. But yeah, it, it's basically the same premise of like Final Fantasy 15, where you're the main character and you're controlling him. And then I think you're issuing commands to like your party that are running around freely. But it's more like a hack and slash with light RPG elements mixed into it. Hmm. Um, kind of seems it looks like a like, strange decision for an RPG franchise. Yeah, it, it's it's essentially by the brief that I've looked, um, looks like Final Fantasy more Final Fantasy fifteen, but also kind of more bombastic. So it looks like the characters are turning into the what they've called idolins or aeons. They, oh, okay. Certain people are like the embodiments of those, and they turn into them, and then they had big monster fights. Hmm. So it looks it looks interesting, and. I can never say no to Final Fantasy games, even though they keep letting me down. I did enjoy 15. I got through it. Um, uh, anyway, we, we don't have to... Uh, th- this game won't be out on Nintendo systems until like, the Switch 2, so we're not even going to worry about this right now. It is a new release, so I brought it up. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more... Or a handful of more games to talk about that are coming in July. Oxenfree 2 is out on July the 6th. We've brought this game up a couple of times. Uh, I played the first one. I think this is more of a Ryan-style game. Um, uh, very uh, narrative-focused. 
but it does give you a lot of options on how the narrative plays out depending on how you're responding i think the the thing that i've, I've talked most about this game is that when you are prompted to engage in conversation uh, what you're saying but then also how quickly you are saying it like you can initiate your response before a character is finished delivering their dialogue and it will affect the way that the conversation plays out so if you're into that sort of thing kind of fun it's like a, a mystery game you are exploring around this environment trying to figure out like uh, why the weird things are happening there kind of like an, like uh, an episode of the x-files or something hmm. that sounds interesting you know uh, Trails into Reverie is a JRPG out on the 7th. Uh, and then there's another one of those Atelier games, Atelier Marie, The Alchemist of Salberg is out on the 13th. Salberg? Really? <laughs> right. That, like, that title had so much momentum until it got to Salberg. Yeah, Atelier like... Marie, right, The Alchemist that... of Salberg. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're going to Virginia. This is going to be. Great. <laughs> oh God, it's West Virginia. <laughs> oh, just the oddity of it would make me intrigued. I'm like, well, we're an alchemist in Virginia. Let let's see where this goes. I guess. But like, I think I think like the difference is like you're going to West Virginia. You're scared. Whereas like I think yeah. Ryan's right. You're going to like standard Virginia. You're just bored. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we already talked about Pikmin 4. That one's out on the 21st. That's the big release for the month. There's a game. And I don't know if you guys got to the trailer for this one. Uh, Double Dragon Gaiden is coming to the Switch on the 27th along with other systems. But it's uh, a Double Dragon retro-inspired beat-em-up. And it looks kind of interesting. What do you think? Uh, yeah, you know, what I remember of the D Double Dragon games is that they were all, like, super primitive. And, mm. like, it was the same kind of, like punch buttons and stuff like i'm remembering yeah. playing these games on like a controller with two buttons so it's kind of funny to see them take a more modern approach to these you know weirdly i call them like a, a retro brawler that has yeah. a modern take to it it seems like they're doing combos and aerials and stuff like that so i don't know it, it could be cool yeah it'll be I, I might give this one a shot it'll be interesting to see uh, how intricate it is, especially you know, over the past several years of getting all these brawlers like Ninja Turtles and uh, Streets of Rage, um, all like these really great modern takes on brawler formulas and Double Dragon like teachers and like it's one that was is contemporary with games like uh, Streets of Rage Final Fight. Um, which were leaps and bounds more modern than what Double Dragon ever was on like the, the NES and the Super Nintendo. Double Dragon was always very much like the plug-in-two controllers and walk-forward and punch. Mm -hmm. um, whereas you know, games like Final Fight, Streets of Rage were, were much more involved than that. So, yeah, interesting uh, time for Double Dragon to get a new game, and it, it does look far more interesting than those retro Double Dragons look. And then finally... On the 28th, Disney Illusion Island. That's the, the four-player side-scrolling platforming one. Um, yeah, I don't particularly care. Ryan, you got any thoughts uh, or opinions on this Disney game? Hot take. This is going to be a great game. Come on, Ryan. You can do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much hype. Oh, you know what? I'll take this hot take. So 
This game has everything you need to be a successful 2D platformer. One, it's picked the correct platform. It is a Disney game coming out on Nintendo Switch. The synergy, like it's it's a no effort synergy. It's already baked into the system. Uh, it is side-scrolling 2D platformer. This is where the audience for those games are. This is where you get games like Donkey Kong and Mario and Kirby and Yoshi. 2D platformers are a known quantity and they're not expected to be uh, low effort, low dollar value things. Like you can release a 2D platformer on Switch and know that you can release it for a AAA price because there are people on who own the platform who appreciate it. It's got a distinct visual style. It doesn't look like other things on the system. Uh, I don't find the art style particularly attractive, but it is unique. You can show someone screens of this game, a video of this game, and they will immediately think like, oh, this looks something that this doesn't look like anything I've seen before. This like has its its own style to it. It's got four player. It's got multiplayer. It's local multiplayer. So you know it's it's a good party system. You want people sitting on the couch and Donald and Goofy knocking each other into pits. That's compelling gameplay. Um it's it's got uh, big levels like all of the videos you see this game it's zoomed way out so the scope of the game is very large and lots of things to do in these levels looks like very kinetic you're always moving forward and running forward and grabbing onto things and flinging yourself around and jumping and soaring around Dude, whole lot of energy <laughs> no doubter game of the year Disney Illusion Island <laughs> <laughs> Actual thoughts? I, I think I've talked myself into it. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no, no. I, I don't like the visual style, and I actually don't like how far back the camera is in a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, maybe you lose your character. And maybe it's better if you're just playing with one or two people. But no, and I think um, it looks a lot like those Rayman games, which I liked, Rayman mm -hmm. Origins, Rayman Legends. But they're also much floatier. Um, than you would expect out of like something like a Mario game, which is a very tight platformer. Um, this is a bit uh, uh, a bit looser, not like to the point where it was like unplayable or felt weird, but it felt like like Mario, especially in modern Mario games, he he turns on a dime. He he'll um, just immediately snap into the direction you want to go. Whereas uh, these other games, you kind of have to break your momentum a little bit before you do like a full reversal. Any other? games or topics we need to address before we close it out here? Well, to that point, there will be also a Scrooge McDuck DLC that will oh, uh, perfect. basically <laughs> be reskins of the maps from the Game yep. Boy Scrooge McDuck game. So, yep. worth it. Worth it. DuckTales Classic. That, that will save the game. What are you talking about? That was... <laughs> I mean, they did remake DuckTales back on the Wii U. That's it. That would be an interesting one to re-release again. I don't know whatever happened with that. I think uh, Capcom and Disney might have had like a, a license issue because it eventually got pulled from all the digital distribution, which is a shame. So, next up, we, we kind of sped through the the back half of the show there. That's because we went on for like an hour just with new with uh, the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. But next up is going to be the Pokemon show. Mm-hmm. Good we'll stuff. Talk, yeah. Any, uh, do you have any plans for that? Or? Uh, I'm going to put together a quiz, if that's cool, if you guys want to do that. I'm, I'm on board. In. Yep, let's do it. Other than that... I'm, I'm okay losing again. <laughs> you you say that, but I think you've beaten me the last, like, three times we've done a quiz together. Possibly, but uh, <laughs> we one of our listeners, John, has been giving me a hard time because I lost in the fairy quiz. 
So he's been, he's been, I was like, come on, you can't do better. I, I, I blindsided you. You're listening you here, John. You know you can't do better anyway, so shut up. <laughs> I blindsided you with a type quiz. Why didn't you win? Why didn't you know all the answers? It's like, why are you so invested in this podcast? Calm down. Like, <laughs> hey, you know what, John? You're good people. Give them a hard time. <laughs> Don't let up on Wes. Um, so now I got a win, or else I'm just kind of never hear the end of it so <laughs> yeah it's actually yeah. just going to be questions about pokemon unite oh amazing <laughs> oh, okay. oh you're i know you're what so i'm done, studying for the next you're week. so done <laughs> <laughs> i have been playing a bit of unite here and there it's just a nice little play couple matches and just move on with your day yeah so uh, maybe we'll do like uh some some talk about the the dlc trailer and then a quiz that'll be a good show yeah Right. Oh, and Detective Pikachu. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. And how he always... Oh, we even have that to talk about. He had like about. four lines of dialogue talking about coffee. That's a really interesting take what's on a character. The, Great. I was watching that trailer muted. What's the Pikachu's voice like? Kind of gruff. Like, okay. like baritone gruff. Not Danny DeVito. Not Danny DeVito. <sighs> Unfortunate. He messed up again. Yeah. He'd do it. I know he'd do it. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Give him a paycheck. He'll do anything. He'll be like, yeah, sure. I'm on board. So, uh, that's it. End of podcast. All right. So long. Uh, See ya.